Hello, this is Heather Talheimer, and welcome to 4-Minute Friday. Today's episode is How to Respond to the Adage, Life Isn't Fair. As a child of six or seven, I lived with my family on the island of Mauritius. While it is a beautiful, idyllic environment in many ways, and a popular tourist spot, the island and its people also know want. Mauritius is the place where I became aware of suffering. Although I lived in a house with a walled garden and was sheltered from lives outside the enclosure, I occasionally had glimpses of the world beyond. Through the windows of our car, I saw two-story buildings leveled by annual cyclones, only to be rebuilt and then collapse again the following year in a cycle that pushed people into endless poverty. It didn't make sense. The memory that strikes me most from that time is what I discovered down by the garden gate at the back of the house. That is where we put the trash bin for collection. It was filled with the usual throwaways, including a pile of vegetable peelings from the previous night's dinner. I saw two Indian women dressed in saris sorting through the trash to collect the vegetable peelings. I realized in that moment they were searching for food to make curry. Our eyes met for an instant that felt like an eternity. But then I peeled myself away and ran up the garden path to the house. I rushed to find my mother and tell her about my realization that there are people living off our vegetable peelings. I felt an urgency to do something, to give them more. We had to help. But when I shared the experience with my mother, she looked at me and said the words that shattered childhood. Well, life isn't fair. I was dumbfounded. But life should be fair, I thought. I didn't want to find my mother wrong. But deep down inside... I was disappointed with her answer. I did not accept it, but I also didn't know what to do. My mother's response stuck with me throughout my childhood and into adulthood. I think of that incident when I see a pile of vegetable peelings in my sink. It fuels my passion for causes, for equity and social reparation. Today, I have more compassion for my mother's answer than I did as a child, because I understand her reasons for uncertainty. She hadn't seen a solution to the lack of fairness in life. The problem seemed too big for a way forward that she could be part of. What we do not see in those moments is that it is possible to come up with solutions. Human creativity is boundless. Why not end hunger? It is important to hold on to our personal awakenings and dare to be different if we are to evolve. We are far more resourceful than we imagine. I'm grateful for the memory of that moment at the garden gate because it has pushed me to try and solve problems. Sometimes the answers we seek are right in front of us without us being aware. 
I was reminded of this while reading Time magazine's nominees for Kid of the Year. Fifteen-year-old young scientist Jitanjali Rao, who is working to solve the problem of contaminated water, has good advice for us all. She said, Don't try to fix every problem. Just focus on one that excites you. She added, If I can do it, anybody can do it. Creativity is unlimited, and its power is within you searching for its expression. What problem excites you? Be fearless with your imagination, because you never know what will be born from it. This week, I encourage you to allow creativity to flow through you and to touch things that you didn't imagine could change. The world is waiting for your creativity to shine its light on something. Thank you for listening today and wishing you a wholehearted week.